1: Welcome to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio every single weeknight on their Nothing But Net channel, and that is free. That's at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel, the Dono Daily, every single day at noon. I'll be debuting my show next week, starting at 9 a.m. a couple days a week. So more details on that to come, but make sure that you're subscribing to the YouTube channel. You get all of our content even tonight as we speak the hurricanes guys and dolphins guys are doing their streams also check out 5 com. Lots of new content there every day, no paywall like the newspapers. And also, we're going to be referencing the story from there that our guy Brady Hawk wrote about Tyler Hero. You can read the story there on the site at fivereasonssports.com. Also, check out one of our great sponsors. This is one of our recurring sponsors. So many of our sponsors are local, they're Miami sports fans. Please support them as they support us. But this is a great company. U-Brake Wheel Fix, a wheel repair and remanufacturing company with over 20 years of experience specializing in complete wheel repair. They repair wheels from curb rash, bends and cracks. They also specialize in refinishing from polishing, machining and custom colors that will suit your car's needs. Yes, they still do the vice colors, even if the heat don't. They also do the Dolphins colors. Lastly, U-Brake Wheel Fix offers a full array of factory and custom wheel and tire applications. So contact them and not at Excuse me at 305 this is a Miami Company 305 748 0112 yes i do venture down there sometimes 305 748 0112 they're right there in the Miami Shores area or at U-Break Wheel Fix on all social platforms say hi to our guy Mark talk some dolphins and heat with him and now tonight's episode
0: to yeah Five on the floor, ride for my dogs here's the thing? You can check the score Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs Just like Butta said, you in trouble, y'all Kept the floor plan, got them all bang Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand Impact we trust, inspire, have the guts We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Voice is not, um, well, it's never great, never perfect, but it's a little worse than usual tonight. So I'm going to let my guys carry a little bit more than usual. The floor plan, I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. You can follow Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander. Odd that he actually uses his name. We're going to work on Alex with that here going forward a little bit. Um, But what we're going to talk about tonight, and I teased this today. It got the expected reaction, although I will say I didn't do this on purpose. So I guess Tyler Hero thinks I did. Um, I simply tweeted out tonight's topic, Tyler Hero. And, you know, everybody starts reacting on Twitter because he's become, for one reason or another, probably the most polarizing heat player. Um, And I'm not sure it's really all his fault. So that's something we're going to talk about tonight. Um, Tyler noticed it because he liked the the tweet when somebody responded that we were going for likes by basically tweeting it out that way. So if Tyler, if you're listening, we apologize. That was not the intention. Um, But basically what we're going to get into tonight is Brady wrote a really good article about the way that Tyler, maybe in the same role he was in last season, uh, at least for the, last three quarters of the season coming off the bench, but maybe used a little differently, but also Greg's got some background on some of the workouts that Tyler has been doing. We will get into that as well. Um, But I want to start here. When when I was speaking to some people inside the heat organization over the past week, I was pretty much told this. We may go as far as Tyler takes us. And that does not mean he's their best player, but it means that he's their most variable player. Uh, I think they know what they're going to get from Jimmy Butler. Obviously, Bam Adebayo needs to take another step. And then Kyle Lowry, I think if healthy PJ Tucker, I mean, they have a body of work, you know what they're going to be. And then they've got some summer league guys who may get some opportunities, whether it's Strews or Vincent or or Yurtsevin. Um, But we have no idea what they're going to how they're going to perform when given bigger roles. Um, Tyler hero is variable in the sense that we've seen it. We we've seen him perform at the highest level. We saw him score 37 points in an Eastern conference finals game. We also saw him struggle at times last year, not have quite the same flourishes that he had the year before, but the numbers actually on a permanent basis were about the same. And so I feel like the narrative on him has swung too much where maybe he was overhyped early. And then I would say to a certain extent, distrusted too much now, and we might've played into that a little bit because I'd heard some things behind the scenes, um, you know, about some frustration with focus. I reported those things. Um, and then also, you know, I didn't anticipate that he would actually be back with the team this season because I was told there's a high likelihood that he would be traded, but he is here. He is going to be counted on uh, to large degree to anchor their bench, at least at the start of the season. So Greg, I'll go to you. I, I think, We've both heard encouraging things about his work. Um, I don't care what's on an IG video or anything like that. I care about what people are saying about, about the way that a guy is approaching his craft, you know, because that's what matters to the team. But you've heard good things about that and the way that there may have been some adjustments made.
2: For sure. First, before we even dive into that, let's acknowledge that this is flu game, Ethan Skolnick, and uh, he's uh, having to, you know, rally around the team. Uh, So we shall carry you to victory somehow here. But um, Tyler Hero, just from a Heat fan perspective, it's been such a weird ride with him because I feel like it was like love at first sight. And, and the fan base just adored everything he did. And there was just, there was an electricity in the building that was different when he was doing what he was doing. And you're right. Like expectations changed everything last year was weird. Right. And, um, for all the reasons you stated, I went into this kind of, it was an afterthought to, to think that Tyler was going to be back. Like I really kind of was operating under that assumption and maybe that was obviously a false one. Um, but it's cool that he's going to be back. Um, because it, it, he he felt like the player that was going to stick. I felt like he was one of those guys like Bam Adebayo that was like buying into what they were doing here And when I hear kind of what's been going on this summer, uh, I get even more encouraged. Uh, You know, like I've been hearing he's been doing two a days, uh, working out in the mornings with Quinny, which, you know, that's huge for him to stay uh, close to the coaching staff throughout the summer, uh, doing a ton of ball screen work, uh, using his body to attack, like really working on that kind of stuff to really build his craft. That stuff is really encouraging to hear him working on Uh, there entirely. Make no mistake about it planning on featuring him in the second unit he will be um a player that they depend on there um but you know just when i hear him working on you know mid post work finishing uh that he's noticeably stronger i've heard that he's even uh pulling off dunks that you don't normally see so when sources are telling me that kind of stuff uh that are close to the hoops it's 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 cool like you know what i mean so i hope that he can bring that because we saw the six man of the year odds and i liked his odds ethan
1: 25 to one, actually, I think at uh, bet online, which was interesting because actually Goran Dragic and Kendrick Nunn have better odds. We don't even know where Goran Dragic is playing next season, although we think it's going to end up being Dallas Uh, and and, you know, or if it's going to play at all Kendrick Nunn, 20 to one uh, going out to L.A. And yet Tyler Hero, who's basically been handed the heat bench. I mean, I I mean, we can talk about Max Struess and we did on the last podcast and there's high hopes there. But again, he's never done it uh, at the level that Hero's done it. And, and there really isn't anybody else on that bench that they can count on for consistent scoring. So, I mean, Tyler's going to come off. He'll probably play quite a bit with at least one or two of the starters. Um, but I want to get to that, Alex, uh, before we get, sort of get into Brady's article and how he might be used differently. Th- the biggest thing I heard last year when we talked about focus was they really wanted him to get in the weight room. Like that, that was the number. I, I think when we talk about focus, people started thinking about the off the court stuff and it, it wasn't really that it was they wanted him to commit. And I heard this from numerous people inside the organization. They wanted him to commit to the work on his body more, more so than anything else. I don't think there's a question whether he's a gym rat or not, but they wanted him to get physically stronger. He looks physically stronger and Greg's reporting that he is phys- he's pulling off things of a physically stronger player. How will that change things for him this year, Alex?
3: And it's funny that you mentioned that because the one time that I've been around a player as a media guy over the past year and a half was around Tyler around a month ago or so when he had that uh, availability at the heat camp with all those kids there, Uh, me and a bunch of other media members just, you know, (laughs) around Tyler, you know, just flabbergasted that we're able to get the opportunity to be around somebody at this time. And he, he was talking about in that, you know, appearance, how he had put on four or five pounds already over the summer and how he was planning to, uh, you know, he was aiming for around 12 total, I believe is what he said at the time. So, and as far as like how it would help him on the court, I think there's so many ways it would help him first on defense, right? Like not that it would turn him into a good defender, but the fact that he already has a short wingspan, something that's been talked about and joked about ever since uh, he's been drafted. Like, it's just – it's a disadvantage. And Kelly Olenek, Kelly Olenek learned that. And it's just kind of been part of his career and why he's been kind of a subpar rebounder, rim protector as far as, you know, comparative to 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 other bigs, right? And I think that, Tyler, if like, you're trying to kind of compensate for some of the disadvantages with the strength stuff, I think. Like, you can't have guys just going through you. And I think we saw him and Kendrick and Goran all kind of take turns being the worst defender on the heat over the past – uh, three seasons so it's good that you know the burden is on him now as far as being that microwave scorer off the bench whereas before there was you know like Brady said it, more guys uh, to do that and uh, I think it's really going to be it, it, it concerns me a little bit but I think Tyler is ready for this role and I'm expecting even more development from him skill wise because the strength is going to help him get to the hoop a little bit easier. I think it's going to help him get to his shot a little bit easier where guys just kind of going over screens. Maybe it won't nudge him as much. Like I I just think like maybe like he probably he's the type of guy who gets knocked off his position a lot. I think in the NBA and so gaining strength and can only help him. I mean, help him, I think.
1: Well, the other thing about it, if you look at last year, a couple of disadvantages that he had to deal with. One, you know, of course, was an extremely short offseason. Um, you know, sometimes guys will play a second summer league. You know, Tyler played one, played deep into the playoffs, obviously into the finals and had, you know, the second shortest break in NBA history behind the team that they lost to in the finals, the Lakers. So no real opportunity. But then also, I think in what a lot, you know, of the folks I've talked to have acknowledged was a mistake. They put too much on his plate early. And I don't mean giving him more responsibility in terms of more minutes or potentially more shots, but giving him different kind of responsibilities than he had the first year without the chance to really acclimate, you know? And and so,
3: is it fair to say that they expected him to step up into a Goron was the season before as kind of like that third guy? I, I, that's why they started him off that way. I, I,
1: Excuse I think so. Um, I, I think that a lot of it, though, you know, was again, you, you can talk about the fact that you don't need a true point guard. OK, um, and, and he liked to talk about being positionless and all this. But then they kind of pushed hero into trying to be that as a starter. It, it, he wasn't really a secondary ball handler for those first few games. And the other part about it was um, and again, this they didn't plan for and, and they couldn't have expected was the, the rest of the starting lineup around him cratered. Yeah. Okay, right? I mean, you know, because they started the first game with Mo Harkless, and then they went to Myers Leonard, and, and then no a bunch Jimmy. of guys got hurt, right? I mean, so he wasn't playing. And that with-
3: context matters for sure when you're talking about Tyler and his performance. And, and look, by the way, I didn't say this before, but he is a good, I mean, a solid positional defender as far as knowing where to be on defense. So I think he's, like, for example, if you want to compare him to other guys who are on the team, I think that's one thing he, he's better at than, like, for like Kendrick Nunn at, right, as far as, like, navigating screens and just kind of being in the right spot at the right time. And I know we kind of said that about Duncan, but Duncan just has the superior measurables and is stronger than Tyler too. So like Tyler is there mentally as a player, like he knows how to read the game, I think to a solid degree on both ends for, for a young guy. So I think him just growing into that, that role and and literally growing into his body, like, and especially with what we know about what they did with the roster this season, where like, it's a lot more, defensive oriented, even though you did add a Kyle Lowry, like it's, I think he knows that it's on him now.
1: We're going to get into the Kyle Lowry thing in a second, uh, because I, I do think that's a big impact. Um, but, but the first thing I want to say before we do is that it feels like what they're doing this off season is clearing a path for him, which I was told was one of the reasons they didn't re-sign Kendrick Nunn, but also simplifying things for him. It, it, it's it's going to be very clear what his role is, Whereas last year, I don't feel that it was clear. And so I think that that really hurt him early in the season. And then look, a player who relies on his confidence, which we've seen he does gets yanked out of the starting lineup. There's going to be an adjustment to that. And we also saw that his game took off a little bit after the trade deadline passed. So, I mean, I think all of these things, whether mentally, emotionally, they're factors. And the injuries too. And the injuries, which he suffered too. So, I mean, again, When you said these things last year, they sounded like excuses. I don't know if he's going to lift off this year, but I do think that he has less going against him going into this season than he did last season. And I think what Greg is talking about, the types of workouts he's doing, the commitment to the workouts is encouraging because he's giving himself the best opportunity. All right, we're going to talk about the Lowry factor here and some of the things in Brady's Article, But before we do want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. If you need it, you got to reach out to our guys over at CPT of South Florida, reach out to TJ. I know it's a lot of initials CPT of South Florida been providing small medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and managed it. If you own a smaller medium business, you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs. You got to give TJ a call right now. He's been helping South Florida businesses save thousands per month. You can do the same for you. We're going to have TJ on an upcoming episode here as well. With a cloud phone system, you can work from anywhere on any device for a free in-person consultation. Call TJ at 954-966-2766. Again, that's 954-966-2766. CPT of South Florida has got a great new promotion. 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones and the first two months of service. Free Deal with an owner, not a sales rep, give TJ a call at CPT at 954 966 276 954 966 276 or visit the website at cpt-florida.com. Um, the other thing that Tyler Hero didn't really have last year uh, was was a point guard to get him in the right position. We saw the catch and shoot numbers decline, the overall shooting numbers declined. Um
3: he had a, a little bit less than I thought when I read Brady's article. It was still like it went from like 43 or 44 to 39. It got as worse. Far as, yeah, I'm like 39% on catch and shoot is still pretty good. It it got worse. It, I mean, I mean, I mean, the key thing is it. But not, everything not, else got better. And I think that Brady, Brady got into that a little bit. All
1: right. So basically he was playing with, with, uh, with Dragic a lot, obviously, the previous season. This season, you know, he comes in and he gets moved to the bench to play with Goron, we saw obviously none move in the starting lineup at one point you know all the Depot was supposed to move into the starting lineup but the Lowry factor um playing with a point guard who's going to allow him to just float we can talk about Hero you know sort of manning the bench but he's not going to we talked about the rotation he's not going to play with four other bench guys all the time he's going to play some with Jimmy He's going to play some a lot with Lowry. He's going to play some with Bam. I think the one guy he won't play a whole lot with is Duncan. I I, I feel like there'll be some interchangeability there, but I, I do feel like they're looking at the two spot. If you consider Duncan a two as kind of 48 minutes with maybe a little bit more for each of them playing with others. But I think that they're going to split a lot of that time this year. Um, but the Lowry factor, Greg, how much will it help?
2: It's huge. I, I feel like, um, there's a couple things. One, as much as I love Goran and you guys know, like, especially during the bubble run, I was saying he's the best point guard in heat history. And uh, I might still stand by that. I don't know. The Tim Hardaway thing is still, it's still kind of nudging at my gut. So I don't know if I'm going to go there, but he doesn't draw the same attention as Kyle Lowry does. It's just different. Um, Kyle Lowry uh, just, you know, when you talk about, you know, as a shooter, straight up. Like teams just, um, they measure him differently. And I just think he's going to be able to find Tyler and
0: get Tyler in his spots. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, in ways that that Gorn just that
2: wasn't his game, you know what I mean? So I, I think having a real distributor like that, uh, we we remember when Tyler was like part of every closing lineup, like we couldn't believe how much Bolster was trusting him. Didn't he play like most fourth quarters, like all the minutes? Be
3: pretty much playing every minute. Yeah. It was more like the regular season right before the bubble run. If I remember. Correct. Yeah.
2: So okay. like, I don't think it, it's crazy to, to say, Ethan, I think you're onto something with Duncan and Tyler being interchangeable and you could see Tyler close games. And I'm really interested to see what, what Kyle can do to not only like get the attention off of Tyler, but find him in his spots. I just feel like it's a perfect fit.
1: That's an interesting question, Alex. Who, who, who do you think closes more games of the two of them? That
3: is a good Dun- question,
1: Duncan I mean, or Tyler?
3: I would still lean Duncan, but really, it's it's interesting because this this season is gonna be a little different. Where and I know you brought this up many times before in the pod, where Spo will always like to lean towards having more shot creators slash playmakers on the floor in closing time. But we we've seen Duncan be the more impactful guy. That's why he got paid the big bucks. So I just think like it. it I agree, the interchangeability is gonna matter there. Whereas we know that what Duncan is better at than Tyler, we know that Tyler's better at than Duncan. And they're going to have the option there, but the difference is now they've got Lowry there. So it's like, you don't. Know, I think you can you can feel better about throwing Duncan out there knowing that you have someone else who is just such a high-level playmaker. And again, all love to Goran and what he did here for all those years, but Lowry is, is just a, high, a higher-level playmaker than him. And he's better at pushing the pace, better at getting guys into their spots, better at pick-and-roll offense for the most part. I think Goran was pretty much just better at getting to the rim but that was his main thing. That was like his, his thing was getting to the rim and going from there until he developed that step back over the past couple of seasons, whereas Lowry's kind of just got every little aspect of his game and counters on top of counters. I think that's the kind of guy that's going to really help Tyler uh, get into his game, not only, you know, just like what he does on the floor, but mentally. And then by the way, Victor Oladipo is going to come back at some point. We don't know how how good he's going to look, but if he looks good at all, that's only going to take some pressure off of Tyler to be doing everything off the bench too. And it's going to take pressure off of their, you know, some of the guys are going to get a lot of big minutes there.
2: I mean, would you be surprised to see Kyle, Kyle setting ball screens for Tyler? Like that's the kind of stuff we didn't see Goran doing, you know what I mean? So like there's just different elements that he can unlock and I'm excited. Kyle's a great
3: screener.
1: Yep. How similar can Tyler's game be to what Fred Van Vliet's game was? Because obviously we saw Lowry and Van Vliet close a lot of games together. Is is there anything we can take from the way he played with him?
3: Well, we know that Lowry can you know when Lowry functions at his best in a movement offense where even though he's the point guard and he's the one initiating the stuff and kind of pushing the pace there, yeah. getting guys into their spots, like I said, like I think he functions well in movement-based offense. I think Tyler is is, you know probably at his best when he's coming off of screens and stuff like that, rather than having to handle high pick and roll like we've talked about in the past. But also the difference between Van Vliet and Tyler, as we know, was just the defensive factor. Even though Van Vliet was small and Lowry's kind of small too, both were bulky enough to be, I think, positive defenders. And were both really good defenders on that Raptors team where they just had like nine A-plus defenders in the rotation or A defenders. I, I mean, again, I think Tyler's a smart player on, on defense. It, it's just different, you know? But I do think there's plenty of potential for them to play together. And by the way, for them to be different types of lineups where you may see Jimmy at the four, Duncan at the three, Tyler, at the two, Kyle, at the one with Bam, you know, like different variations like that. They can go small, they can go big and Tyler's going to factor into all these different lineups. So, yeah, I could see him closing and he's just going to be a big part of this rotation no matter what.
1: But you've talked a lot about the idea of, you know, that there were too many players that could be hunted last year. I mean, you know, there were times you put three guys on the floor that teams could hunt, that's not really gonna be the case this year, right? No. I mean, you're not hunting Bam, really you're not. not hunting Jimmy, you're not hunting PJ Tucker. No, not right?
3: Kyle. You're not, not hunting, hunting Kyle. Devo so
2: Tyler and Duncan, but you're gonna be able to hide them in ways you just couldn't with the that, that, go ahead that and, and
3: hunt Duncan, by the way, because I trust him at, at this point. Like he and by the way, I I don't have the numbers on me right now, but somebody did post those numbers about Duncan defending uh ISOs and yeah. He's being he's not, paid to be trusted, good
1: Alex. But, but but the but the other part of it, though, and the reason – you know what I think is going to happen a lot? Whether he's gotten better defensively or not, there's going to be a lot of games where Duncan Robinson picks up his second foul six minutes in, and Tyler comes off the bench. I, I, I just feel really like that's becomes a problem. I but, but I feel like that's where we're headed here because I, until Duncan can kind of clean up some of that early foul stuff, you're going to see Tyler earlier in games playing with Kyle – from the very start until Kyle gets his break, and then Tyler kind of runs offense. All right, you mentioned Oladipo. There's two things I want to get into that are more future oriented, looking ahead to like 2022 and beyond. We will do that in a second. Before we do, I'll tell you about another great sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at prizepicks.com. Make sure you use that code five. Just taped a uh, prize pick show for today. We're going through every division. In the NFL, looking at our best prop picks coming up for this season. Go over or under on rushing yards, passing yards, receiving yards, whatever it is you want to do. It's a lot of fun to play. And here's the thing if you use the code FIVE, that's F I V E, at prizepicks.com, you will get a matching bonus. So it's basically free money. So go to prizepicks.com, use the code FIVE. It is legal in Florida. That's right for now. So make sure that you play while you got the chance. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five, F I V E. You can play anything you want. Again, the NBA is not going on right now, but NFL preseason, you can play MLB, you can play MMA, you can play just about anything that's going on in sports right now. Go to prizepicks.com, use the code five. All um, right, two more things I want to get to here. We mentioned depot. This is one of those things that I, I think will be interesting to monitor because let's say Tyler hero gets in a great rhythm off the bench. Um, let's say you get past the trade deadline and Tyler's still here and he's anchoring the bench. He's averaging 28 to 32 minutes a game. He's averaging 17 or 18 points a game. He's a leading candidate for six man of the year. I don't think any of that is, is ludicrous by any means. I think it's p- very possible for him, depending on the way that he's used. And then Oladipo comes back. You got a guy who's been a, a multi-time all-star. We don't, and, and you assume if he comes back, he's coming back because he's healthy or he's healthy enough to contribute significantly. How does that change the dynamic, Greg? If it becomes, because you're not moving either of them into the starting lineup unless Lowry or Robinson is or Butler is hurt. Right. So they're going to have to play together. What does that look like? Um, Well, first let's address like the, the, because I think you bring up a good question.
2: Like, Um, Tyler's, you know, manning that bench unit and it's his unit. And he's kind of taken that and embraced it. Depot's coming back. People want to see what Depot's bringing. Obviously, historically, Oladipo in the last few years has been a really good player. So you want, you want that. But Victor Oladipo is on a minimum contract. So he's going to have to wait his turn and he will slot in as a ninth man and he can take Max Struess's minutes and that's where that's going to start. And we can then ascend from there. And there will be no further conversation about it. I don't think that he's in the position to um, to demand as if he would come in and be an immediate sixth man. So I think that that would get cleaned up by virtue of just that Hero's playing as well as he is. How it fits, that's a much better question. Alex is probably more equipped to go from at it from a basketball sense but i get the sense that if tyler is playing well enough and spolstra is trusting him in high leverage situations and things are panning out they're not going to mess with that so whatever this looks like whatever it ends up being uh it'll be you know advantageous for tyler i think because that'll be what's
1: working for the team alex how does it fit how do the two of them look together
3: i mean obviously everything is He's going to be dependent on, on Vic's health. And we've seen them be conservative of getting guys back onto the floor in the past several different times. And then once they actually get back into the rotation, they they kind of work them out, work them up slowly. And I expect that to be the case with Victor, given everything we know about his injury uh, history. Right. And, and knowing that this team is built for the playoffs, I think there's going to kind of be a pacing to the season with a lot of these guys and Victor's included in that. And uh, as far as, like, the basketball fit, I think I think it's a pretty clean fit. I mean, if, if you're going to have Victor anywhere, you know, something close to what he was for the Heat last season, coming off the bench with Tyler, with a guy like Deadman. obviously we talked about staggering, but w- without even getting into the staggering, just having, like, multiple guys you feel good about there. And, and sure. I think always having multiple playmakers on the floor. Victor takes away the rim pressure aspect and and – you know, taking the pressure off of Tyler to attack the rim a little bit, because I think that was part of the problem last season where I think, and I said this a lot, that I wanted him shooting a little bit more from three because I just think he's better playing outside in, even though I, I respect that he wants to be a three-level scorer. So I think Victor would only ease Tyler's game where it's like, uh, you know, he doesn't have to worry so much about being that three-level guy. He can just play off of Victor's rim pressure.
2: It's funny that it's like the reoccurring theme that uh, it's you're taking pressure off Tyler so that he can do what he does best. And I, I and like same on versus,
3: defense, by the way,
2: that in theory, things are being simplified because like, make no mistake about it. Like there's another element of this from a team building perspective. And I like, let me just pre- preface this by saying I like this team and I like what the, how the team is built and I am not throwing everyone in the trade machine today. But it would be really, really, really positive for the organization if Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson got off to great starts this season. That's all I'll say. So I, I think that Maybe it be would be – P.J. Tucker too? P.J. Tucker too, yes, exactly. But especially those young guys uh, that have um, you know years ahead of them to get better uh, and to look good. So I just think also there's an element of this that as they are uh, – building up and kind of pooling together their assets. They need certain guys to pop and hero and Duncan are two of them.
1: All right. Well, I'll close then because, uh, I mean, you bring up where I was going to go, which is, it's this, it's this tough, you know, kind of situation that you're always in with a team that's, that's trying to win championships, which the heat obviously are. And that's the goal, which is that it's that balance between, trying to get young players to play to a certain level, but knowing that if they do, they could be moved. Okay. And how that affects the player on their way to that level, because we saw last year that Tyler hero and Duncan Robinson clearly were affected by the trade conversation, that their numbers jumped as soon as the trade deadline passed. So if we're going to be talking about
3: COVID, uh, COVID protocol stuff.
1: Well, that too, but if we're going to talk about this, in the context of, you know, the, the two of them and what they can become. And we're going to be doing this all year because we're saying what they could become so they can be traded. I wonder if that noise, not just from us, but from others, from Twitter, from all these other places that obviously, you know, they, they engage in. Okay. I mean, like, again, Tyler liked the tweet about, you know, about us talking. About I was never going to like a tweet again after this. Okay.
2: I thought all the players were on IG. I thought the Twitter well, was they, lame. Well,
1: they, they are, but they bounce back and forth. But but again, my my point is, if I could finish it, my point is, both of you guys, my point is that we've got, we, we're, it's going to be a tough situation this year because every time that they play well, we're going to hear about how they could be traded for this guy or that guy or Beal's unhappy or Lillard's unhappy or whatever. I don't feel like either of them, I'm including Duncan in this, are ever going to be able to just be able to flourish for the sake of flourishing for the Miami Heat. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll let both of you jump in on this now, but isn't this going to be the narrative all year, Greg? Kind of what you tapped into there. Like if if Tyler does become what they want him to become, you know, people are going to be throwing him into the trade machine. I mean, it'll be relying upon certain guys becoming
2: available because I don't think everyone's throwing them in the trade machine for just everybody. I mean, there's a few people I could maybe hunt down that would be throwing them in the trade machine for random folks, but for the most part, I think, everyone knows that it's those top shelf guys and if they became available, but also ones that make sense because like now that you've invested in Kyle, I just think that there's also certain players that you may wait for that fit better with Kyle here. um, Cause I think that that matters now. So uh, like Bradley Beals, just like one, obvious example if he becomes available they're gonna have to deal with that noise i i I don't know what else to say i mean as professionals that's something that you just have to deal with and um but you bring up a good point if you always feel like you're like one foot in one foot out the door like that kind of stuff i guess the organization is going to have to make some sort of um commitment to those guys and let them know and be transparent as to what's taking place because that that's the only way that they're going to be able to play with any you know like you know, peace of mind. Right. Well,
1: they, well, they made the financial commitment to Duncan. I mean, so that's been made, but for Tyler, they haven't had to make that commitment yet. Right. So I, I, I feel that's why yeah, I feel like he's part of the
3: reason he's still there. Right. Well,
1: I mean, let's, I mean, let's be honest. That is part of the reason. Right. Uh, but, but we've also said, not only is he potentially, you know, a player who could pop for them to help them win this year, but he is their best asset. I mean, we can't separate those two things. I mean, it's just, it's the nature of this organization. They're, they're not going to settle. I mean, you know, and, and and so I'll I'll finish here and I'll let you close it, Alex. What level does Tyler Hero have to get to where the noise stops completely? Is there even a level? I mean, if he if he's averaging 19 off the bench and he's top three for six man of the year, will we stop hearing about him being in the in the team in the trade machine?
3: No, and this is gonna be linked to what I was thinking, and Leif was kind of going into it there for a second, too. I couldn't agree more as far as you know, the fact of the matter is that this is all just noise, including us, especially us being, you know, what we do, right? Like we're putting out multiple shows a week. We're talking about guys uh, for content. This is what the people want. And we try to be fair. Like we try to be fair and 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 kind of go through both sides on guys. And I understand that, like, sometimes it feels like we've come at Tyler hard, whether it's talking about his defense or kind of insisting that maybe, you know, uh, he'll be the guy traded. And as far as like Heat fans, they're always going to want him traded in the sense that if he plays, if he keeps giving them more and more value, like that's going to be the guy that gets thrown in. Obviously it wouldn't be just him. It would be a million other things, all the picks and pick swaps and stuff like that. But it's, it's so obvious that it's like, it's just stuff that he's got to deal with as a professional. Like Leif was alluding to there. I think it's stuff that it's like, Hey, even if he were, to get traded to one of those situations right now, like let's say Portland, Washington, if that were to ever happen, like, he would end up getting paid by one of those teams. There's almost no doubt about it because they would be rebuilding. And all of a sudden, he's just like, you know, there could be worse scenarios, man. And, and I understand, like, that's kind of a, a cynical way to look at things. But I just think, like, that's part of the business of the league. And Leif was, is saying it in the Zoom chat here, that team success is going to be the thing that kills the noise. and I, And I understand that, too, because that noise was gone during the bubble. Right. Like you weren't we weren't really talking about trading Tyler like that. But it's also like that spectacular finals run. Right. Yep. If they're not in the finals. I don't know. I don't think that noise is just going to die out for Tyler. I think it's just something that he's going to be dealing with.
1: I think to a certain degree, Tyler is a victim of his own early success. I, 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 I feel but like it's not every, his fault. everything we're talking about here is a result of him outperforming in his rookie season on the big stage. And he's to be credited for that. But it raised expectations to a certain level with the fans, and to a certain degree inside the organization, where they gave him more responsibility because they expected more. That backfired for a lot of reasons, as we said, some of which were beyond shot
3: creator until until this you know until
1: now so because some they expected of, more from him there. Some of which were beyond his control, and now you're in a situation where. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's kind of damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. If, if he doesn't perform at a high level, he's going to hear it from the fans. If he does perform at a high level, he becomes an even better trade chip for them going forward. I, I look at this in a lot of ways as an audition season for Tyler Hero. He, he's auditioning to be part of the Heat's future, and he's also auditioning to be maybe a a top-level scorer for other teams around the league at the same time. I, I And... You know, right? I mean, I I think it's both. Hey, six man of the year. That's a huge, like, I, I, go honestly, for it. When, honestly, go when, get I saw, it, dude. when I saw that number today at 25 to one, I said, that's kind of tempting. I, I mean, I there's no reason he can't do what Jordan Clarkson did. I, I'm sorry. I, I think he's a better player yeah, he, than Jordan
3: Clarkson. That's top five. Now that there's like, you know, Goran is not there. Kendrick's not there. They don't he's have anybody else. Six man. Like they don't have people gone until like February or whatever. He's going to be the sixth man for a long time.
1: All right, check out all of our sponsors, cpt-florida.com, ubreakwheelfix.com, prizepicks.com. Use the code five. I will try to get my voice better. This is not the Jordan flu game, I promise.
2: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.